0: Yo, yo, welcome back to the Audio Theory Podcast. If you're new to the channel, please hit subscribe as well as the like button. What's good, man? How you been? How was your weekend?
1: Uh, weekend was phenomenal, bro. But let's get into your... Yo, was your trip to San Diego a surprise or was that like a planned thing? Or
0: No, nah, we planned that. Um, no, no, no. We don't really do too much planning for Valentine's Day, or at least I, I should say I don't do too much planning for Valentine's <laughs> Day. Because... Uh, our anniversary's a month literally a month before technically it's on Valentine's Day but we thought that was corny and like not special so we did it based on like the the month slash week we actually like started hanging out and stuff
1: so you do uh, it yourself great mid-January
0: yeah mid-January and okay. stuff. so and then we just get frustrated with Valentine's Day because everything was packed so the day of we tried to get fucking brunch, and no place was taking uh, walk-ins. There were all reservations, and we ended up at some like Mexican joint, which was actually pretty bomb. But that's we reminded ourselves why we hate the days, just because it's everybody's trying to fucking do something.
1: How was the vibe in San Diego? What did you get into? Or what can uh, you do? Like, how open is California
0: now? Oh, it was open like it was it was Vegas or some shit. Like, really? We weren't really wearing masks. Like, it was kind of an optional thing. Um, the streets were flooded. It, it felt like Vegas and like New Orleans, like peak pre COVID. Uh, it was just wild,
1: really? yeah. That's surprising, so dude. That's surprising, which, in a good way, though, huh? like I'm trying to get again, it's weird. Like, I don't think the numbers are getting better, but I think everyone and like including the government's like, yo, we can't keep them inside, <laughs> like, we just can't, yeah. like, just let them figure it out, bro. Which yeah. honestly is, like, why so many people are moving to Texas and Florida is like, yo, like. I'm Florida does not have figure it figured out, but it's just like, bro, like just live your life and like if you get it, you get it, you know, be smart about it kind of thing.
0: Yeah, that's kinda like how we were approaching it. Saw a couple fights on the street, which was pretty uh hilarious to watch.
1: Because uh, not wearing a mask?
0: No, because because people were drunk and retarded. Okay. <laughs> yeah, just stupid shit. Uh, and we were pretty sober too, uh, which is rare for us when we go on these vacations and it was just funny to see people act stupid and fight over bullshit.
1: Nice. All right. Well, I mean, you, you, for what the, the full weekend?
0: Yeah. We were there uh Saturday through Monday.
1: Nice. Dude. So but she, is she still there though? Or is she like back in LA, uh, my girl? Yeah.
0: Yeah. She's back in LA.
1: Okay. Cool. Well, I know, she was, like, yeah. I know she was like already there You just wouldn't visit her or something like that No,
0: no Oh, but what was super dope is um, I was in a, a group chat with my friends And I just like casually mentioned how open San Diego was And it just so happened one of my friends was there as well So uh, we met up Fucking drank some wine And I met his new girl It was super dope I feel like with all of my good friends I always end up You seeing always that fuck
1: up happened yeah, with like, you yeah <laughs> It's like a fuck up, but like the greatest fuck up. It's like the best yeah. surprise ever. It's like, yo, thank yeah. God. <laughs> yeah.
0: So that was super dope.
1: I oh, that's awesome. Man. Uh my weekend was chilled, bro. It was uh, I guess like a Valentine slash link up full weekend, bro. Like I had, um, I did a Valentine's thing Friday night. That was dope. Um, I then my, do I had one of my best friends from India actually, who moved to New York. He's been here for like, the past like seven years is thinking about moving to Florida, because like, he, he's like Andrew Schultz, like, I'm over Florida, I'm over in New York, fuck that shit, like, I'm moving to Florida, dude. like He's, like, house shopping, like, the full nine, bro. So, like, I'm so jealously, selfishly happy, because I'm like, bro, thank God. Like, <laughs> it's just going to be, like, a dope setup. Nice. Um, dude, we got a boat on Saturday. Uh, we were kind of talking about that offline right before we hopped on. Um, dude, six hours on the boat. Dude, like, I knew going into it, I'm like, at some point, someone's gonna get fucking destroyed. I just didn't want it to be me, but it was. And I was like, <laughs> fuck, man. Like, yo, like, it started off slow because we got on the boat like around 12. You can tell everybody was out the night before for like Friday night, Valentine's, drinking, blah, blah, blah. So, dude, like, easing into it, music was like very loungy, blah, blah, blah. Bro, like, around two o'clock, the shots start flowing. And then, bro, by, like, 4 o'clock, the pictures get a little bit more, like, eyes are more closed. Everyone's a little bit loose. Bro, by 5.10 or 5.20, like, an hour before we go back to port, bro, I just pass out. Bro, just just hand here and just napping. Bro, like, I don't know how strong my forearm is. Like, this, I don't want to get into why it's so strong. But, like, <laughs> yeah, like, my head would not move, bro. Like. Everyone was like nervous, like, oh my God, he's gonna fall. I'm like, bro, I got this. Like, just trust me. So that was a pretty eventful Saturday. And then Sunday, same as you, bro. I hate the idea of of Valentine's Day on specific days. Like, bro, I was like, man, I wanna wanna go get mimosas, but dude, every brunch place is gonna be fucking packed. Like, there's no way we're getting reservations on fucking day of. But uh, luckily, like, I guess like, dudes are like afraid to sit with their girls at the bar. Every bar was empty at these fucking restaurants. I'm like, yo, we'll sit at the bar, bro. It's not a big deal. No, nice. <laughs> like it's the same thing. So yeah, it was a, a pretty good day, man. A uh, pretty good weekend actually, full of uh, full of packing and unpacking shit at the at the crib. The house is coming together nicely. So, um, dang, I'm just fucking. I need to get all these fucking boxes out of my house, bro, because it is just so overwhelming to like walk in every day. I'm like, oh, there's still like 15 shit I have to fucking do today. So like. We're, we're we're chipping away little by little so um i'm grateful for that
0: i feel you yeah i mean i'm staring at boxes right now and there's only like eight of them and that shit alone stresses me out granted i have like 20 square feet to fucking move in yeah right, right. Now, but, but <laughs> i can imagine support. yeah yeah
1: yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's stressful because like yo it's like you know like you're not done but you also don't want to do anything else it's like bro i've done so much to get to this point like, I don't want to do anymore, bro. But, uh, I got family visiting over the weekend to, like, you know, just, you know, help me bring the house in and shit like that. So, grateful for that. But, uh, that just means I have to go extra ham after we're done recording today and tomorrow. So, all good, man. Nice. All good things. No complaints. Um, but I guess the main thing for this episode, um, is what I did Sunday night. And I guess you did Friday night. Friday
0: night. And,
1: yeah. Uh, yeah, we both saw, um, Judas and the Black Messiah, yeah. um, uh, fucking phenomenal movie um so i want to ask you bro because obviously you know being black in america is a different experience for you than me but like bro did you know that story
0: i did not know that story at all
1: bro that's dude and the only reason i even when i heard the name fred hamilton i was like yo that sounds familiar and then like i remember hampton
0: it's hampton right
1: yeah fred hampton
0: yeah fred hampton
1: fred hampton yeah the only reason why i remember that name it's from like a Jay-Z line from like on December fourth on uh, December fourth track um that he dropped on the black album like fucking what tw- what is that fucking 10, 15 years ago. Uh, but like bro, like, I did not know the story about this at all. So like just like give me your personal idea, like just taking all that in and like, dude, why didn't I know about this? You know what I mean? Like that's the kind of the part that like kind of fucked me up a
0: lot. Yeah, I think that was one of my biggest takeaways for sure. Cause I mean my girl even asked me like like as the movie is starting like oh is this malcolm x or is this martin luther king i'm like i mean i knew it wasn't them but i was like i also have no idea who this is i wasn't sure if it was um uh kind of like a side story that was just created that was like affiliated with the black panther party or something like i had no idea what i was watching until i realized like everything was based on true events and stuff um but yeah, I think it's sad because there are a lot of there's probably, you know, hundreds of other important stories that we never uh, were taught in school. Like all, all we know about is Malcolm X and Martin Luther King and Harriet Tubman. And like, that's pretty much and it. And even
1: that's through this the very, like, mm-hmm. filtered version right. of like what American white society wants us to know. Right. I find that yeah. that meme is great. It's like Martin Luther King assassinated. And it's like, be like him. It's like, like yeah. what the fuck? So, yeah. yeah, bro. Like, that was probably the big... One of the biggest takeaways. Again, we'll jump into all of it. But, yeah, bro. I was like, yo, this was a fucking true story? Why the fuck did I... I've never heard of this shit, bro. And obviously, obviously, Black America has heard of it. But I think that has to be like, if maybe your parents were in the movement back in the 60s or 70s, or they had some kind of affiliation, or you happen to be, like, in those specific cities. Because, bro, like... I don't man, growing up in New York till the age of fourteen, like I never heard of that shit. And then obviously no, I was raised in India, so like it's not on the Indian, you know, school system to teach me about American history like like this. But dude, I don't like I even asked my cousins about this shit. I'm like, bro, like no one really knew this story at all. So like I was we know about the Black Panthers, but I didn't know it was like this, bro. It was like that was yeah. just like the eye-opening thing for me.
0: And I definitely noticed the and I'm sure you did too, like the parallels with uh Black Lives Matter and The white guy trying to um basically label them as terrorists and say like hey these guys are no no better than the kkk and this and that and i it just made me think of all the arguments and stuff that i've seen on tv and on instagram about black lives matter being a terrorist organization and you know all they want to do is kill the police and shit like that It, it was eerie how identical it was to what's going on now or what has been going on
1: Bro, i was telling my girls as i was watching it, bro it's like it's wild how this this happened 50 years ago and mm-hmm. we're fucking it's the same thing bro like the way he was killed is i mean i guess worse than the way brianna taylor was killed but the way they were protesting it was the same thing it's like yo, you're killing people while they're sleeping like what the fuck is going on you know what i mean so yeah dude it, that's like the heartbreaking thing is like you and again i know like i, I don't want to get down like this so depressing road but like there's been progress, bro. Like, there's been progress. There's been obviously like tangible things. Laws have been changed since the 70s to make lives better for minorities in America, specifically Black Americans. But it is still very fucking depressing that on some level, also a lot of things haven't changed. And like, that's like, I that was like, my biggest take on like, damn, bro. Like, this is just, you put fucking 2021 on the fucking screen and it's, I, I, will, I believe you. You know what I mean? Like, I would believe you
0: yeah for sure yeah that was definitely uh the depressing another depressing takeaway from it was how it seems like things haven't really changed and people always act like this shit was you know centuries ago centuries ago it was right around the corner like my parents remember this shit
1: yeah dude his son is a couple years older than us you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like that's like that's like like bro and also like dude think about like um Bro, obviously, I know we're like young, early 30s, but bro, like, think about even like the hype of like at the peak of the Black Lives Mo- Matter movement when we were even debating, should we post a little fucking black square, right? And like, we did that as two 30 30 gro- year old grown ass men. We're like, all right, we did our part. We you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> part of it, blah, blah. And then when I find out at the end of this movie that he was 21 years old, mm-hmm. I was like, bro like that is crazy like yo they're like you were there's people like thank god there's people that passionate about a cause that um obviously like you know there there's there's trauma and devastation in their fucking community yeah it doesn't matter how old you are it's like bro i need to be at the fucking forefront of this today but yo the fact that he was 21 bro was also like mind-blowing to me because that is Bro, I don't... do. when I was 21, I was just trying to make sure my ID was recognized as real, not as a fake ID at a club. You know what I mean? Like, right. I was not worried about, like, bro, I got to make sure everyone in this community is fucking uplifted. So that's just crazy.
0: And it's also... What's sad is I joined Wayno's Instagram Live um, a couple days ago for a few minutes, and someone asked him what he thought about the movie. And he oh, said, yeah. you know what's crazy is... Fred Hampton at that time and NBA Youngboy are the same age and these are two completely opposite people like as far as like what they represent or uh, what their agenda is or whatever which is also interesting to think like I know kids are like growing up faster nowadays it seems but at the same time I think mentally we're not necessarily on the same page as like back then. It seems like we're concerned with the wrong things, like in this day and age.
1: And then I think, they'll do when you're concerned with the right things, quote unquote, you're labeled crazy, right? Because mm-hmm. think about, like, you know, um, obviously Stacion had a bunch of crazy shit going on in his life as far as, like, being accused of beating his girlfriend at the time, blah, blah, blah. But, bro, he used to say a lot of, like, outlandish stuff also about, like, focusing on mental health. We got to uplift our community. And bro he was just labeled crazy across the board even though he was only 20 years old right so it's crazy how like we don't really respect the youth now that do kind of like have a voice like that whereas it seems like back then they were just dying for a voice that they were willing to listen to anyone regardless of how old you were or where you were from
0: yeah no definitely
1: because the thing about, dude, uh, fucking what? Tupac was, what, 25 when he died? So, but he was around for, like, six or seven years?
0: Something like that, yeah. So he was, he was like, like 24. Doing
1: yeah, dude. And, like, yeah, like, Pac was at the mid- like the forefront of a, a bunch of different movements. But, yeah, it's just, it's, that was crazy to me, bro. Because, yeah, like, I was, like, dude, like, we were going to a protest. But, like, even now, like, I had friends who go to it. But, like, if shit popped off, they were fucking out. You know what I mean? Like, they're not, <laughs> they weren't really trying to be there and then yeah dude we were all debating like oh you can't post that well be posted don't put that hashtag it's like yo that's what the fuck we're worried about this thing was like legit saying like yo i'm gonna die for you and i'm okay with that like that was that was crazy bro. and like to think that a child could uh have that in them is a beautiful but also sad like yo we is this generation that has so much information to actually you know obtain and be better we're just like nah now let's let's do a TikTok, you know tiger video or some shit and we'll be we'll be all right
0: (laughs) yeah no for real and i'm also glad that these um untold stories are becoming more popular because i remember growing up when when it seemed like every black movie that came out was like just slavery you know people Mm -hmm. getting whipped whipped for the whole two hours and there was never really like a Victory or near victory of any sort—it's just like right, white people treated us like shit and like animals. Whereas, like these stories, it's kind of it—it it shows the uh, the the flip side of the coin where we're actually fighting back and organizing. And behind the scenes, you know, these people in power are preventing us from actually doing that um, and being real evil about it. So I think that's a really important. Uh, story to tell and hopefully people actually go and see it not just because it's black history month or
1: oh I think this num- dude if this movie yeah. i saw my dad last night dude if this movie was in theaters right now bro the numbers would be astronomical i mean I think sure. the stream numbers will still be high but you I mean, you just don't know how like they're counting these hbo max streams but mm-hmm. dude if this was in the movie theaters bro this would be doing crazy numbers crazy yeah. numbers i don't you know but that. how do you think? Um, how do you think it is to portray um, Crazy Bill in the movie, um, like our boy? I, I was—I I don't want to fucking butcher his name, but was it Lakeith, Lakeith
0: Sh- Stanfield? Lakeith yeah, yeah, Stanfield, yeah,
1: yeah. How do you think it feels to be him, bro? Because I really think he was the perfect for it, because he's like you know eccentric. but yeah. Bro, there has to be something in you that feels kind of guilty, you know, playing that role so well, you know. Uh, I
0: don't know. I feel like to your point, Lakeith's so eccentric, like he doesn't give a fuck. Like, I mean, he even said on Instagram he would love to play a gay character so he can, like, put himself in a completely different uh, mindset and play sure, a completely sure, different sure. character. So I feel like for him, like, playing a snitch or, you know, somebody who's just not likable, like, he's just like, fuck it, like, he's he's seems like one of the few people that's capable of, like, doing that. And in a weird way, he, like, made himself seem kind of likable at points because it oh, no, was he like definitely yeah. made
1: you feel like a, there was a human aspect to it mm-hmm. it was like he was phenomenal like him and um daniel the guy who plays um Kalua,
0: daniel.
1: Uh, yeah dude he was dude, they were phenomenal bro like uh-huh. the fact that he's british and can just like that accent just goes away in all these yeah. american movies is fucking all awesome. just that by itself is insane and then adding his acting capabilities on top of that but bro i don't know i just feel, like yeah like that that role of uh bill o'neill um is a wild role bro because again you i don't think he's ever going to be typecasted but bro like you know there's sometimes it's hard for the average viewer to remove art from real life so like you know i mean that's good this is probably going to be i know it's only february but this is probably going to be one of the biggest films of the year like nomination wise like you can just tell so it's kind of tough like i don't know about like it would be tough for me to like you you don't want to get typecast as that role i like, guess again I don't think he's anti-black anything, obviously. Yeah. It doesn't seem that way on social media. But, like, I can see a lot of, like, narrow-minded people who just, like, oh, that's who he is. But, like, uh-huh. dude, again, that role, bro, that is... Judas is a perfect way to... That, that dude is the worst dude in the fucking world, bro. Like, <laughs> the worst.
0: Hence why he killed himself, like, the day, the night of that interview he did.
1: The night of. The night of, bro. Like, yo, and I was like, all right, that makes sense then, bro. Because there's no... Like, if they were just... Like, oh, he's living in blah blah blah. I was like, bro, that is—they're gonna kill this dude today because, like, bro, like that dude is the worst dude ever.
0: That's interesting. I I never thought of it that deeply because, like, I mean, I'm fully aware that people are fans of good characters like Iron Man and shit like that. Yeah. But when I think of when I think of villains, I never personally I never think to myself like, oh, if I saw that person in real life, I would hate him just as much. But I guess there are people out there who. I know this from Game of Thrones, even though I don't watch it. I don't. There's like this young tyrant kid that's supposedly super evil in that show, and people fucking hated him like in real life. So yeah, dude. I guess I guess like, it does get come hate, with like, some get hate extra package.
1: And it's like, bro, I'm not this person. Like that was a role. Um, but I saw in some interview that actually that Daniel, um, uh, did I think on Complex or maybe it was Charlamagne the God on The Breakfast Club, but he was talking about how Lakeisha had like. There was nights that he like felt sick to himself, like doing that role, kind of like the whole thing with like uh, with uh, Heath Ledger playing the Joker, like the, how that role becomes you, and it like makes you almost like that shit has to have like mental health, you know, lingering effects for you wow. know days or weeks or months after the role. Bro. There's no way like you if you completely dive into a role and you become that character. Bro, there's no way your brain can be able to so quickly be like, "All right, back to normal, go live your normal life." There's, there's no fucking.
0: Yeah. Thing. Yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on how like into character you get. Like, if he puts himself in the mindset of maybe he is listening to Takashi tracks and is like, "I'm a fucking snitch" <laughs> or like <laughs> rat for the next three weeks or some shit. But I don't know, and I'm not even an actor, clearly. But in my mind, I would imagine it would be somewhat easy to turn it off but i guess it, it really is a lot deeper than that especially if you're filming for like months or years like it's not dude, like you do shit over a weekend
1: yeah yeah dude yeah because yeah. i can remember like dude i remember like the the stories of like jack nicholas apparently like calling he Ledger before he took the role like yo like are you sure you want to do this it's gonna have a you know you, yeah, and dude and, and, and like that shit proved to be fucking serious right so I do know, man, it's wild, but, dude, the acting was... Everyone in that movie did a fucking great job, bro. Like, like honestly, this is, like... <clears throat> I watched it late on a Sunday night, but I was still pretty, you know, awake. Like, bro, this was probably one of the best movies I've seen in a fucking long time. Like, timing-wise, I mean, if this would have came out, like, in the peak of, like, the Floyd, you know, riots and, like, protests and like, May, maybe better timing. But, like, just to have this come out after just having that last year which is only six months ago. And then just the level of acting it, um, just phenomenal, bro. Just just phenomenal.
0: Yeah, definitely agree. Awesome movie. So go
1: see that. Um, Judas and the Black Messiah. I think it's on HBO Max, but also Netflix. I'm not too sure.
0: Not sure. It's also it's uh, HBO Max. You can find it on the dark web, too, if you really oh, need to. But this is one of those yeah, movies you got to support financially. Not yeah, speaking have- for myself, but everyone else yeah, dude. yeah
1: hit me up for a <laughs> login if you need me uh i
0: got you
1: <laughs> um so dude we're gonna get into the music of this later uh when we do our clubhouse audio theory youtube you know dual platform thing in a bit but listening to the soundtrack though of this fucking movie made me think of like bro like Having a soundtrack really can help make a film, like, a different fucking level. and even make you appreciate the music to a different level. So, like, after watching the movie, that soundtrack hit way harder than, like, if it would have been the other way around. Like, if I would have heard that soundtrack first on Friday and then watched the movie, I don't think it would have really hit me that hard. But, like, I wanted to ask you, like, bro, what are a couple soundtracks that come to your mind that you remember you you heard that shit and you were like, bro, yes. Like, this is why we need more fucking artists like doing soundtracks that are actually like do like making yeah. music for a movie as opposed to just like I hate when they have those soundtracks where it's like they just take a normal song and artist and just throw it on the out like on the soundtrack it's like bro like I know this wasn't made for this
0: bro. yeah that's a, a really good question and I know there's plenty out there but I'm trying really hard to remember what exactly those were I um, you might have to come back to me, but one that, I mean, one fairly recent one that comes to mind was the Black Panther one. Um, Oh yeah. That was I don't great. know if I can say it really like enhanced the movie, but the songs themselves were super dope and it just made me kind of more excited just with everything going on. Like it was almost like a black pride sort of thing. Um, just and a really couple good. were like, nominated art.
1: for like Oscars, right? Or at least one mm-hmm. nominated for an Oscar, right?
0: Yep. Love the yeah. uh is a Kendrick song, the Schoolboy Q one. Like there's just a lot of dope shit on that one.
1: And also the idea that it was just TDE artists for the most part okay. was also. And that was yeah. like Kendrick was like, bro. After like there was like a run that Kendrick had like from Damn to that was like yo, you can't really touch this guy right now.
0: Yeah, yeah for sure. What about you?
1: Um, dude, there's so many man. I go back to fucking 1998 or 99, bro. The Rush Hour soundtrack. Like uh-huh. that soundtrack just enhanced oh, that. Oh,
0: shit. Movie, yes.
1: Yeah. Like to a different level. And, like every song was really made for that. Cause you even had like little snippets of the movie, like in mm-hmm. certain songs or in skits. Um, bro, the American Gangster movie where like Jay Z literally made that entire album. <laughs> like, like that.
0: <laughs> He's got his eye all up in the camera. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jay Z legit made that entire soundtrack as a, from the perspective of Frank Lucas, so that was fucking phenomenal. And then what has to be another one that stands out to me recently, bro? Oh,
0: you I guess know those was, too. Uh Bad Boys Two was pretty dope.
1: That was dope. That um, was dope. But again, that one was a little bit. It was more so there was just dope movie, dope music in the movie. Yeah. I don't know if a lot of those songs really were like made for it. You know what I mean? Like. True. Cause again, that, that movie, that whole vibe is just like you're in Miami, life is good, hip hop, blah blah blah. Yeah. Whereas, like, I like, like the other ones we mentioned are like kind of like that shit was made for the movie, you know, vice versa.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. Like, I feel like soundtracks definitely enhance the movie, uh, the movie. Um, and there's like a theme to it, which makes it feel pretty cohesive usually. Yeah, um, dude. Like,
1: do you have so like literally like. 10, 12 different artists, all like on the same page. Like that mm-hmm. never happens. You know what I mean? Like that never fucking happens. So yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was dope, bro. I and mean, even even like something childish, like uh, not childish. Sorry, um... like a little bit older too. Like Hustle and Flow. Like bro, like that whole thing was you know made
0: for like that one. Yeah, like that, yeah, like, that, that was dope.
1: crazy. Oh, no, dude, even eight, eight Mile. Like bro, there were bangers on Eight Mile soundtrack, bro. So. Yeah. Yeah, bro. But I just feel like recently we don't get that shit, bro. Like I don't know because like the way music is being consumed now, like the idea of investing so much money behind like a soundtrack, where like, Mm -hmm. right we're gonna pay all these artists money, but we're really never gonna get a return on this. Like, why are we doing it? Like we're not gonna have like a, a a Black Panther concert tour. You know what I mean? Like so we're just gonna be giving away millions for like no reason kind of thing. So yeah, maybe that's why it is. But dude, like especially like okay, we'll get into it later on the Heat of the Week. But like, bro, like this fucking soundtrack yo after watching that movie you're just like bro i'm ready to go to fucking war today like, you know, like <laughs> Who, who's the enemy and i am going to war today bro
0: well well i think the common theme with the soundtracks though is they all seem to be uh i don't want to use the word urban but uh, geared towards like a black slash urban audience so like think of like the fast and Furious and bad boys and this movie into the spider-verse uh even like it's never like i mean usually it's not like uh the minions and shit which i know i think had a soundtrack not the minions but what the fuck is that movie called with the despicable me yeah despicable me like shit like that will sometimes get one but for the most part like it's always like shit like cradle to the grave with dmx and stuff like that that Usually, if especially if it features like a rapper or R and B artist, then those ones usually get a get a soundtrack coming along with it.
1: It's almost like a, like a hip hop artist now dropping merch. It's almost like yeah. a, it enhances both situations. So I feel yeah. like if yeah, you're like a if you know your movie's gonna have a predominantly black audience, like you should probably drop a fucking very good hip hop soundtrack for
0: it. Yeah, yeah. for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right you're right yeah because i don't think like fucking runaway bride with Julia roberts and richard gear had a fucking fire soundtrack <laughs> or like that
0: would no, be hilarious if they did just if like they pretend, did they right,
1: like just bangers. oh <laughs> uh, that's funny that's funny all right man. yeah that was just my take um uh, and obviously yeah just hope. so bring make soundtracks cool again is what we're saying um but obviously do a bunch of shit we can get into before we uh we jump into heat of the week and go over some music um, dude, I think the wildest thing from the week, um, besides uh, besides Valentine's and that, was, uh, dude, 6ix9ine, the news again, uh, Meek Mill. So, dude, let the people know what happened, and then we'll, we'll jump on it.
0: Yeah. Um, so, essentially, 6ix9ine and Meek Mill got caught up in a parking lot. Both parties had their security guards. Just a shouting match of both of them with their phones out, calling the other dude Pussy. You know you got security with you you ain't gonna do shit blah 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 um Meek claims he spat on six nine and therefore six nine waited for him in the parking lot and with his boys i think six nine probably just i think they happen to be at the same club or restaurant or whatever and uh six nine decided to do his thing and Kind of troll him and call him out, which I don't blame him, because out of all the rappers, Meek Mill loves talking about six nine. So,
1: dude, I don't know why, bro. I feel like his career has gone literally this way since
0: he started. It's disappointing to me. Like Nipsey you know I mean? never give him this much energy.
1: No, he literally like shut that shit down like in an interview once Nipsey. Yeah, he's like,
0: just like, like, I'm not talking about that, man.
1: Not talking about it, man. Like I wish Good. him the best. I, I, I hope for his safety and kept the movement bro. So, yeah, bro. it just. Me, bro but like ever since he came out with champions and she was grammy nominated like he had the whole us like had, like, had his back bro especially like it did, not for nothing bro again i think the streets were done with Meek after drake bodied him and uh-huh. then like he went to jail and they got out and we're like all right man like fuck it we'll take you back yeah. but like so dude like i don't know man i don't know if he was just so high off like you know how much everyone loved him again bro like ever since he went back and forth with this dude like a year and a half ago i i think everyone's been like man like we ain't doing this shit with you again bro like come
0: on yeah he was like the black messiah uh yeah after coming back (laughs) from jail and shit and then everyone loved him yeah everyone loved him drake drake would have definitely looked like a hater if he still hated Meek at that point because everybody was on meek's nuts um and once Drake fucking made up with him, then it was just like nothing ever happened. Um,
1: nothing ever Like, it never happened, bro. Like, there wasn't a full summer of but us just fucking playing back to back, back to back to back to back. Like, mm-hmm. like, yo, that's all we did, bro. Like, they were playing Dish. Dude, that's like the, not the first, bro, but that's probably one of the the few Dish tracks that you remember, like, you were out. And, like, that shit had no, like, rhythmic beat as far as, like, dancing with a girl. And they would still play that shit fucking ten times in a row. Yep. Like, fuck it.
0: I remember texting everyone. I've listened to the song like a hundred times. Every bar was like a punchline. I like low key wanna just call in sick just so I could listen to it. Like that song was <laughs> everywhere for like a month.
1: Everywhere, bro. But yeah, so yeah, I just think like ever since his back and forth for Six Nine, like a year and a half ago, bro, it's just like, bro, what are you doing? Like I think it's like I don't think he's had a song that really like slapped like that. You know what I mean? So um and he'd also do like if he's saying so you're saying that he allegedly he spat on 69 first
0: he claims he spat on six nine, which is weird because isn't he on probation and isn't that assault like spinning on somebody I don't, know. I don't know i know it's assault considered assault like if i were to spit on you you could i could go to jail for assault really yeah
1: interesting i didn't know that
0: but i don't know if six nine would go that far but maybe
1: i mean he's snitch but I don't know if he would. Um, I just don't get like, yo, like, you're getting, you're the bigger artist, bro. So why are you, like, why are you engaging? You know what I mean? Like, I would just see that dude be like, yo, I'm not, let's go, bro. Let's just go over there or let's just leave, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't know. He almost took, like, the, from like his tweets, like, the, uh, this dude's a fucking clown. Like, what is he trying to do? He's quoting other rappers at me. He's trying to fucking instigate me. I'm like, bro, but if you spat on him, like, isn't this kind of your fault? You know what I mean? Like, don't you have as equal, if not more, to bl- like to blame in this whole fucking situation?
0: Yeah, that's that's my point exactly. And I don't know where it started from, but I I think it's just really him and his like ego and trying to prove that he's like the voice of the streets and has to shut corny shit down and stuff. But if you really think Six Nine is is uh, you know this lame who should be ignored and shouldn't be should be blackballed and shit then uh you should just ignore him like it's not a threat and i i now it's to the point where like i'm i'm wondering if it really does have anything to do with like Nicki Minaj and shit like that how like 69's kind of close to her and does music with her and everything like if that irks him in some sort of way or maybe there's something behind the scenes that 69 may have done that pissed him off but It's just really weird for him to keep giving him this much attention, especially considering I can't think of any other rappers that are like giving him this much attention at all. And it's only helping because now I'm going to want to listen to his shit.
1: Exactly. That's my point. Especially now, bro, like he is irrelevant. And like, you just gave him more relevancy right now. Mm -hmm.
0: Literally like not before I was like, not really interested in hearing shit from him. And now I'm like, all right, I'll listen to, the, to what 6 9 has to say about Meek.
1: Yeah, is he going to have a Meek disc? You know what I mean? Is he going to tell the like, true story behind this? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, if anything, yeah, he's definitely like, um, you know, propelling this dude's career a little bit longer because we're just saying last week, like, it just felt like this dude was done. Unless the music yeah. fucking slaps a different level. So I think now people are going to be engaged to listen to it just to fucking see if he says anything about Meek on a song, which he probably is, bro, because what else is he going to talk about?
0: Yeah. Also, um, so you hear about a sci high and the whole car accident? Well, not car accident. is actually uh, an assassination attempt that turned into a fucking car accident. Um, it was pretty wild to read that. I think it happened on Valentine's Day or the night before, actually. If I wanna, if I'm correct.
1: Yeah, yeah, I saw the post over the weekend, bro, and that is um, pretty wild. Like, I really hope. Yeah, I, I wasn't trying to be like a fucking like point the finger. But I, I really wish, so again, to give people context, I think it was, yeah, one day over the weekend, um, apparently someone started shooting at him on the, on the highway in Atlanta, where he's from mm. originally. And yeah. at some point he uh, drove off and thought he got away, but then he actually like hit a pole and like fucked his car up really bad. So he thought that was gonna be the worst of it. But then apparently whoever was trying to kill him came back around and shot the car up some more and this guy didn't die by the grace of god because like you would think one of those three things is gonna kill him um so he had like a pretty lengthy post on uh on instagram i think on monday or sunday about how like uh reaching out to atlanta saying guys like i'm not looking for revenge like Yo, what the fuck happened because i haven't been in these streets for almost 10 years like what is going on um and i was really looking for cause it seems like he was looking like, like almost like an olive branch like bro like if it's about me, we'll figure this out. I think he also thinks like, dude, is this like, was I the wrong person? Did you think I was somebody else? Like what's Mm. going on? But I really wish like when I was going through the comments and I don't know if you maybe it was different for you just depending on who who we follow. Dude, I didn't see any major Atlanta artists like posting shit like, damn bro. Like we'll look into it. Are you okay? I'm glad you're okay. Like I didn't see, I didn't see 2 Chainz, Migos, Gucci young
0: Jeezy, nobody bro yeah that's where it gets like tricky for me so i i follow some of those people uh like ti and uh fucking young thug and shit and i didn't see any all the verified check marks were from people i had never heard of but at the same time when this shit goes down not this shit but like when anything really goes down that's that gets um goes viral on social media I always hear rappers say damn bro why didn't you just DM me or you could have sent me a text so I'm really hoping that the 2 chains is and the, the TI's said fuck a Instagram I'm gonna call you and like call you unless you know, like
1: 2 guys. Chains, bro because 2 Chains like aren't they all like good music like you would think yeah. like that would be an easy conversation
0: yeah so I'm hoping that's what happened and I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's what happened if behind the scenes they were just like yo bro like yeah, what happened you know we'll make some phone calls and figure this shit out because i know si is not and for those who don't know like si is a producer slash songwriter probably more, more so known for his songwriting. he produced a lot of your favorite kanye and travis scott songs i think he has writing credits on sicko mode blood on the leaves like uh on god and all kinds of shit yeah um,
1: some of kanye's most like, recent successful hits are like a yeah. lot of his records
0: hmm and he's not at least to me like known as you know this hardcore street dude he might have done some street shit a long time ago which he kind of alluded to i don't know what that means i don't know if he's fucking carjacked somebody try to kill somebody and I, I was speaking to my brother about it earlier like it doesn't matter how long ago you know if you try to kill somebody's family member 20 years ago yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah.
0: like they're still gonna not fuck with you 20 years later chances are so yeah, yeah. Maybe something like that happened, I don't know, but it definitely doesn't sound like a robbery attempt. It sounds like somebody wanted somebody dead. And there's a chance that it could have been he could have been in the wrong place at the wrong time and it was actually meant for somebody else, but who knows?
1: Dude, but if it was meant for someone else, that guy is the worst assassin ever, bro. Cuz like, <laughs> damn. Like you really fully committed to like killing this dude who you Is this guy? Like, cause like, bro, like, for you to swing back around allegedly. Oh, it's perfect. Allegedly, shoot someone in fucking on a highway at night. There's cameras everywhere, bro. There's CCTV cameras everywhere in America now. To shoot at someone's car on a highway, and then to come back around when they're fucking in a ditch somewhere and shoot it up again, bro. That's where like the idea of it not being meant for him is just a little bit alarming because I'm like, bro, there's that's wild. If it was meant for somebody else,
0: yeah, that is wild. And
1: I think it yeah, also looks like a truck, bro. I don't really think you misidentify. You know, you like there's certain cars is like, bro, right, that's his car, bro. Like there's no way it's like yeah. anyone's.
0: Car. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, it was it was confusing to me how he survived this unscathed, considering they fucking drove him off the highway and shot up his car after it flipped over like it almost makes me wonder were they just trying to scare the fucking living shit out of him or what because yeah i think most people would survive that i don't care how much Uh, yeah
1: yeah and you i mean again maybe when it's not your time it's just not your time so maybe you you know god intervene and put a cloak around this dude but yeah bro like when i saw that post initially i'm like this is someone you know, saying that he passed away kind of thing. You know what I mean? Because I, like, that car looked too fucked up for it not to be like someone died, rest in peace or something, bro. Like, hey, I lost my leg or something because it just like, I said, like visually it just looked fucking insane.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm just glad he's... We didn't lose yet another important figure within the hip-hop uh, this year. That would have been terrible. Um, and it seems like there's just a hit out on all these rappers and Atlanta's like apparently a hotbed for all this type of shit, which I
1: didn't fucking know about.
0: Yeah, especially because I always thought, and I thought other rappers agreed with this too. It seemed like uh, of all the cities or whatever, Atlanta rappers kind of or Atlanta hip hop people always kind of meshed well together and were supportive of each other. They're all on each other's tracks. There's not really yeah, that much. Yeah, that fun. was like the weird thing about
1: because like that's what people used to shit on new York, like, yo, you guys are cool, but you guys all have fucking beef with each other, at least in Atlanta. Like, Migos 2 Chain, like, everyone seemed cool, so yeah. like, why, like, yeah, dude, when he, like, even reading that, like, it was the other stuff was more shocking, but like, I didn't know they had beef out there, you know what I mean? Um, especially after the whole like GZ and like uh Gucci thing that they made up, I was, I thought everyone was fucking straight,
0: mm-hmm. same uh inside was probably one of the last people i would have would have expected to have like a hit out on him yo, out of all the rappers
1: yo. yeah dude yo so yeah dude again, like you said the dude maybe he did some shit, like back in the day that's like you can't just fucking, like walk away from that shit. you know what i mean like the same thing um i know it's uh the three-year anniversary of uh victory lap you know hence rocking the crenshaw stuff today so i'll we'll get to that in a second but like dude when there were like all those conspiracy theories about nipsey and it's like bro but he also was a gangbanger bro like so like yo like it sucks but like dude if he did some shit did, I, I think it ended up being as a guy jealous or whatever but like dude if he did some shit 10 years ago dude just because you're a millionaire and successful and you think you're over it bro a lot of mm-hmm. people aren't over it and a lot of people are near your level so like that's just if you're gonna ever partake in that shit that shit can come back and will fucking bite you in the ass most times and not
0: Mm -hmm. yeah that's what pissed me off the most is when because i I love nipsey obviously but i had friends tell me no the government did it because he's nipsey was a made man you don't understand everyone in la respected him i'm like bro all it takes is one person to not respect him to fucking kill him anybody it could have been a fucking child on the street corner who happened to have a gun like it doesn't matter we're not gods we're all uh mortal beings and shit happens the same thing with the kobe fucking helicopter thing i have friends who like swear the illuminati plot planned this i'm like kobe is a fucking human being an amazing one but anything could fucking have killed him the yeah. same thing shit that could have killed us and i think it's just really hard for us to accept that uh how fragile life is and that you know the people we look up to and love can just like disappear because of something that wasn't just because of a stupid accident, or like someone being a hater, or whatever it is.
1: Yeah, dude, and also like the the and yeah, hundred percent, dude. And that's why kind of like going back to the Meek and Six Nine uh, thing. I think I told you like it's kind of disappointing for this to, to see them both like so animated on the video, because I'm like, dude, what if this goes south? So you like one of you just may get killed over what? Like, what are you mm-hmm. guys actually upset about? Like, you don't really know each other, like. Like, so yeah, that's like the—that's a sad thing, bro. Like, it's still like uh, the lack of respect for what life is seems to still be very apparent um, in today's day and age. Considering sure. how like everything is still so like, you know, people are dying of COVID, people are fucking losing their life, they're losing their businesses, and then you have like it seems like certain rappers or individuals are just like don't give a fuck. Like they're ready to die. It's like. Mm-hmm but why though like you know, like like you yeah. like, think you come back like you know why bro. you can try this again later like bro like that's it's a wrap so yeah yeah man so that was um that was uh definitely disappointing but yeah thankfully uh our man's alive and uh you know hopefully you know some good comes out of this that you know they, there can be some understanding like what the fuck happened because um, the idea of like not being able to go to your home city is kind of fucking trash so for sure. Um, but yeah, dude, three years removed from a uh, victory lap. So um, your thoughts on like, do you remember when it dropped? Like, what was your first impression of it? And obviously, how do you think that album has aged over time?
0: Uh, I can't say I like truly remember when it dropped. I'm not gonna pretend like I was a diehard Nipsey fan. He was always on my radar because I knew of him ever since he, like before anyone outside of LA gave a shit about his music. Yeah. But- um, it wasn't until, like, I noticed he was getting cosigns from, like, belly and random people who, uh, kind of had nothing to do with the L.A. hip-hop scene, um, is when I really started paying attention. Um, I think it definitely has aged completely fine. I don't think there's anything that sounds outdated to me. Um, I think it's just really, I, the more I listen to his work, especially that one, I it does motivate you even if you're not from like his environment um yeah it's just someone who kind of had a plan and said fuck it i'm gonna make it happen and he's just very smart about it like he did typical rapper shit but in a smart way like he didn't go out and buy the million dollar car he bought like something that was nice that like symbolized wealth and like got into crypto and all these other fields that unfortunately hood dudes think is nerdy until someone like nipsey talks about it then all of a sudden motherfuckers want bitcoin and shit but when nipsey brought it up like he was like oh shit like he's smart which he was um and i think you could definitely hear that through the music i know it's not for everyone a lot of people say he's overrated like he's whatever but i think it's because he doesn't really make the mainstream shit that you would expect from like a, a drake or even meek mill in some instances um It's just more like fly shit you would listen to in the car with your boys or something. Like you're not gonna listen to most of it in the club or anything.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was, yeah, for sure. I think, um, so same dude, like I, dude, I honestly didn't even, I knew when it dropped because I was really into the Jesus and Marrow show on Viceland and they had him on the week it dropped. So like, I was like, oh, I'll, I'll peep that eventually. And then I just, I did it bro. And then when he got nominated for a Grammy, I then peeped it. I like, mean, this is cool, but then I don't think mentally I was in the right mindset. It's like, yo, I feel like you have to be in that, like, I'm not saying Husserl's mindset, but like, you have to have something innately very motivational about you at that time. And then that's going to inspire you to keep listening. Cause like, yeah, that's like, that's it. Dude, that entire album was a very inspirational album. Um, and then, yeah, dude, when he died, it just, you know, took it to another level. Um, but so I think in it, listening to it now, like unbiased, like bro, like, it's aged very well, bro. And like, if you think about the people he had on that album, like Buddy, Belly, fucking a um, couple more fucking features that were dope, uh, YG. But it was never overwhelming, bro. It was it was still his voice that carried it throughout. Uh, yeah. And obviously, Pit hit Boy production. So like, yeah, dude. I think we we can be five years from now. So it'll be eight years since the drop, and I think we're still gonna say Yo, this is a fucking classic album. That if anything is gonna age better as I think with the emergence of the internet and just like more people getting into, you know, different streams of hustle when it comes to like Forex or Bitcoin or dog coin or stocks, whatever. Like, I think you're going to see people trying to hustle even more. And I think this could be the soundtrack to a lot of people's lives five years from now.
0: Yep. Agreed. Yeah. I, I When I went to Vegas uh, like a year ago, I want to say like, uh, last time that I checked, came on, people nice. were jumping up and down like the shit was uh, the Tupac song with uh, Dr. Dre. Uh, fuck,
1: the California name is love.
0: Yeah, California Love. Um, it, it had that. It was like almost like a new school California Love. It, it felt like. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So yeah, I, I yeah,
0: see yeah. this aging pretty well.
1: Yeah, yeah. Especially that song, dude. I fucking. Uh, it's not rap niggas, but like, there's the one song that he used a Party Next Door sample. Um, fuck, man, it's on the tip of my tongue. I'm not going to remember. It. But, dude, there's just there's so many songs that, like, just slap harder now, like, because mm-hmm. of everything, bro. Especially because, like, right now, like, if you, I mean, we're all just at home lounging relaxing. So if you have your boys over, you're smoking something or sipping on something, and this comes, like, this album comes on, you're playing the whole album, bro. Like, there's this, like, that's, like, probably one of the most impressive things. Like, there's really, like, no throwaway songs in this whole experience. Like, it's all just fucking good. And then a couple songs like really good. But like, that's why I think it's a classic because like, bro, there's no one or two songs like, ah, fuck that's all right. Like, I think he was reaching on that one. Like, you can tell this was 10 years in the making because every song and lyric and beat is so well choreographed that like, bro, like it had to be a fucking Grammy nominated album.
0: Mm -hmm. For sure. It was definitely well put together and he knew exactly what he was doing when he made it. I could tell.
1: Yeah, 100%. So, rest peace to him. Uh, three years, the victory conti- the marathon continues though, um, and I think him and Lauren London are still dropping merch through Puma, which is dope. I think she just dropped like a, a FEMA oh, line uh, this week for like uh, the marathon continues with Puma. So, shout out to them. Um, so, let's take a quick break. Come back on uh, Clubhouse and do the Heat of the Week.
0: Yes, See you there.
1: Sir. All right, so if the audio comes through terribly for our listeners on uh, Apple, on uh, any iTunes or uh, podcast platform or YouTube, we apologize. We're trying <laughs> new things here to make this shit better, so
0: <laughs> we'll
1: we'll see if it works. But uh, so yeah, we're doing a um, I guess co-platform thing. We're on Clubhouse right now doing Heat of the Week. Um, honestly, I think I texted you at midnight on Thursday, like, yo, we have fucking music. I'm excited. Let's talk about this shit. Um, so, yeah, what was your uh, heat of the week from um, last week? And also, I'll bring up a couple a couple of things I didn't get a chance to listen to, but I've heard nothing but positive things. But, yeah, man, what was your uh, heat of the week?
0: Nice. Um, so, for me, I, I honestly didn't come across too much other than some tracks from the, the Judas and the Black Messiah soundtrack, but this one's going to be a, a shameless plug. So, I released a remix of highs and lows a trap remix um that i worked on with Actually, a high
1: five remix right
0: yeah high five remix um so he's a electronic producer i believe based out of the netherlands i actually found him on fiverr which um is interesting considering i feel like fiverr has a reputation of kind of having more amateurish slash you know quick buck type services and um i just casually was like one day you know what i kind of want to do a remix of this song an electronic one but i don't really know any producers so i went on fiverr listened to his catalog and was just super impressed like it sounded like stuff you know i would hear on the radio or youtube or whatever and hit him up and we made it happen uh released it on thursday last thursday i believe that would be february 11th i want to say yeah um so i'm really pleased with the result um I'm kind of a fan of, of trap music myself, so that's why I decided to go with that um, genre, as well as house here and there. Um, yeah, it's so, definitely
1: yeah. a trap house club vibe.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. So I, I went with that, uh, and like I said, super pleased with, with the results. So um, yeah, check that out if you guys haven't. It's the highs and lows remix, a high five remix on all streaming platforms.
1: Amazing. By uh, yeah, by by him. Um, did he get any uh, feedback
0: thus far, though, from like anyone? Like, hit hey, you up about it? Uh, he posted on his page um, nice. or his story. Um, I don't think he has like a huge following based on what I've seen. So I don't. There's like not really anywhere where I can, where I've been able to get a ton of like unbiased feedback from maybe his audience or anything.
1: I got you. Um,
0: <laughs> but I have hit up the Rap Nation guys to see if. Um, they could potentially work out something with trap nation because that page gets like 20 times as much traffic like every video dropped like a million views and shit so if this song were to get on that then i would get um infinitely more looks so we'll see what happens um not really holding my breath on that one but just wanted to experiment and and release something different from what i've done in the past
1: yeah dude almost like a yeah because what's the risk of not doing right because like it could be your St. John fucking roses moment, right? Like where this guy's like around forever, then fucking some DJ or wherever fucking remixes that beat. It's like, boom, career takes off to some insane level.
0: Yeah. So that was like the rationale behind it too was, you know, maybe someone from that audience will fuck with it and put it on TikTok or something. And then before you know it, uh, you know, I just get a a user base off of that fan base.
1: Yeah, no, that song was uh, fire. I really enjoyed the remix. Uh, I posted it as well. Uh, I had a friend say that it reminded her of being at a club when she was, like, a teenager. I was like, I <laughs> but, like, <laughs> appreciate I'm telling my boy, you liked it. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely um, yeah, man, appreciate but, um, that. that that's, uh, that's dope, bro. Definitely keep messing around with it. Um, bro, there was a, a few drops, actually, but I'm going to just go with two. Um, and I guess the the songs I'll add to the playlist on top of your song as well has to be the fucking, um, let me make sure I'm not ruining this fucking name, but has to be from Judas and the Black Messiah. Uh, what was the Nipsey and Jay-Z song together? Uh, what it feels like, bro, like, also, I'm pretty sure Hit Boy did the entire album. Um, which makes sense why the fucking soundtrack is a fucking banger, because, He has, like, two songs that it's just him rapping, and then every other song has, like, a Hit Boy beat, like, intro. So I'm like, all right, this makes sense, like, because there was no hotter producer in the world than Hit Boy last year, right? So, but, bro, what it feels like is just phenomenal. Like, the way Jay-Z can talk about shit from the movie and that life in the 70s and still make it fucking relate to things today, like we were just talking about on on the episode, is phenomenal. And just having a full... Hook from Nipsey and 16 bars. It's like, bro, like, what? Like, you know, you feel like just lucky to even listen to it, and it still was actually good. Bro, but this is not the only song, bro. The entire soundtrack. Um, dude, Nas has a song that's fire. Um, dude, Lil Dirk, G Herbo, um, Polo G, Don Kennedy, fucking yo, sir. Bro, like, it is just, like, and again, like, I feel like it's, it's rare when you get so many artists, like, to get on the same page, but, bro, like, they were on the same page. Like, everyone was talking about, like, the revolution and, like, what Prince Hampton was trying to do back in the 70s, bro. It was, like, it wasn't, like, 18 dope tracks about that and then a random, like, you know, drug song. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it yeah. was just, fucking, like, we're all talking about this in, like, very unique ways, like, I think Sir has a song that's about the relationship between Fred Hamden and his wife. And mm-hmm. like that song's fire, right? Because it's still about the, that, that time, but it's a different perspective. Just like in the movie, like there's so many things happening, but his love with that girl obviously matters, right? So, yeah. Bro, like very well done. I begin to, to whoever fucking put this together, um, kudos to them, bro. Because this is, we were just talking about, it, like this is probably one of the best sound effects I've fucking heard. In effect, in a very long time. So, if you haven't, go check out the Judas and the Black Messiah soundtrack. Um, again, we'll put probably the Jay Z Nipsey song in the playlist. Um, but then an, another honorable mention that actually I listened to first because I really didn't want to watch, I listened to the soundtrack until I watched the movie. I spoke about this guy, like, I think in December, right before the new year. Um, Slow Tie out of London, uh, yep. or out of England. I don't know he's actually from London, but out of England. Um, album called uh tyrone or tyron or tyron i don't know t-y-r-o-n i don't know how i pronounce it but fucking phenomenal bro like when i tell you like this shit is good like this shit is great like it is <laughs> so good damn like, there's multiple songs here that fucking slap i know i put uh feel away on the uh on the playlist mm-hmm. before with james Blake, bro but he has a denzel curry feature he has a fucking set Rocky feature, he has a Santa yep. feature. That just all makes sense. So like yeah man, what I love about yeah. him is like sometimes British rappers cover their accent to kind of just sound like an American artist like they can blend in, but bro this dude you can tell he's from England, but everything is so clear uh, that he doesn't sp- fuck up. <laughs> what was that?
0: No, I was saying he when he spits like he doesn't give a fuck if he sounds He's like getting, the most yeah british person on the plane
1: <laughs> yeah but it's clear as fuck bro and it's things you can relate to bro he has a song about the uh nhs which is like the national health just so like the like uh like their nurses and doctors are frontline workers and he has an entire song that re- is just like dedicated to them and like as an american you can relate to that because it's like yo like yeah man like this is like this is important because you see all these nurses and doctors here who are fucking getting destroyed by covid so, bro, it was just, like, so good. Like, just, uh, so, so good. So definitely, if you haven't checked out the Slow Tie um, album, you have to, man, because I, I played it for a couple of my boys, like, back in New York, like, when I was visiting. Like, the Feel Away uh-huh. song that, like, you loved, right, immediately, right? Because that yeah. fucking James Blake hook is, like, fucking orgasmic. They're like, man, mm-hmm. I'm not feeling this British shit. And I'm just, just like, bro, you don't know what you're missing, bro. Like, it's, <laughs> like, Honestly, it's
0: so I did have a chance to listen to it. Um, and I, I wasn't really feeling the first half of the album. Um, maybe it's just not my cup of tea. It wasn't bad. It just wasn't for me. The second half I loved though. I thought it was dope. Um, there was one song with Skepta that I, I really loved too. Um, yeah. I forget the name of it. It's called, was it Dead something? Dead away or some shit? I don't know. But I don't
1: know. The one with Skepta. I really like S- that song. Skepta called Canceled. and there's another one. Yeah, Canceled. That's uh, the one. Yeah. Yeah, canceled. Um, yeah. What's funny though is the first time I heard Maza with uh, ASAP Rocky, uh, A$AP Rocky um, dude, I literally thought like I was just working out to it. I'm like, this is a fucking Playboy Cardi song, bro. Because why do I? I hate like I don't want to like this shit. Like because I liked it, <laughs> but I'm like, i don't want to like it. But like I'm like, oh thank God, it's not it's not Cardi. It's fucking uh, ASAP and uh, and uh, slow Time. But um, yeah, man, dude, it was really good. Um, good overall project. Again, I, I just I, I appreciate the production level. Um, it's not something that I feel like do, especially like when we were into um, Top boy pretty heavy last year. We listened to a lot of British rap for like a couple months. Like, it still sounds very different to that. So I like that even like in the midst of all these other like British artists coming over here, he still has a very unique sound that's fucking just dope to me. Um, but I wanted to ask you bro, did you get a chance to hear a couple other fucking releases that I know a lot of people are talking about? I just haven't had a chance to fucking check out. Um, I think one is, damn dude, what's it? Poo Shitty? Shiesty? Pooh Shiesty? Pooh
0: Shitty? Pooh Shitty?
1: <laughs> <Poo-shitty? laughs>
0: I, no, I know of him, and I know he's he's like, it's kind of like that NBA young boy thing where everyone's talking about him, but I have yet to um, experience his music. But he was on the soundtrack, was he not? I didn't hear it if he was.
1: All uh, right. I don't think he, uh let's uh, check bro Hold on They're Right in front of me Pooh shiesty Pooh shiesty Pooh shiesty He is bro No profanity Number 14
0: Word So I know he's He's up and coming And like Buzzing right now I have yet to hear yeah, his he, definitely,
1: he has to be good If you were on that soundtrack bro. I thought like they were like yeah. Yo we cannot have anyone Who's not gonna come Like 100% Uh huh
0: So yeah I gotta check him out I haven't heard anything From him Uh yet though
1: Okay, so yeah, he has an album that drop called Shiesty Season. Um, so yeah, we got we got to that before the next episode. And I also heard the new Yo Gotti Gotti Out of Here is actually a pretty good album as well.
0: Dope. I got to check that
1: out. Have, I, a not a diehard
0: fan of his, but uh,
1: yeah, dude, he had his one songs that like stick out. You're like, all right, I'll check that out. But after that, it's like, do I really want to give Yo Gotti like a full like 56 minutes of my time?
0: Yeah, same He's just kind of like It's almost like French Montana for me Like, I don't I super fuck with But I'm also not going to be checking for it Like that hard
1: Yeah, no, I uh, I totally agree um, So plenty of Heat of the Week out there For everyone listening uh, We'll flood the playlist with at least three or four songs uh, Both on Apple and Spotify um, So appreciate everyone uh, For tuning in to the uh, The Heat of the Week review on clubhouse and uh for all those listening uh let them know where they can check us uh next week
0: Yes, there uh you can find us on audio-theory.com on all streaming platforms that includes youtube spotify as well as um apple podcasts we also have two playlists on there so so check us out if you're looking for for the heat of the week selections which we'll put on there each week as well
1: Amazing. All right, my dude, appreciate you. Everyone go see the movie, check out the soundtrack, check out the new uh, Highs and Lows remix, and we will see you all next week. Peace.
0: peace.